You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. The first round is over and the 49ers have selected not Mac Jones, not Justin Fields either, Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. A few thoughts about him. I've got a special guest joining me in just a little bit. I want to give a quick top 11 for the 49ers. Second round pick at 43 overall. Coming up quick and only 11 more selections on Friday. So some of my favorite players there for the Niners they could select on day two. At BD Peacock on Twitter. Hit those mailbag questions next week. Going to get much deeper into all the players the 49ers draft on Monday's show. I'll break down everything that happened on day three. The Niners have a ton of picks. I think they can move around a lot on Friday as well, utilizing some of those picks. So it's going to be an eventful weekend, and it's already been a crazy eventful Thursday with the Aaron Rodgers stuff that was out there before the draft started. And, and it was, oh my gosh. The NFL draft is so insane. It's so fun. I love it. It's always so unpredictable, and that's what makes it so great. So uh, let's get into this with the 49ers selecting Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Hoping my voice holds up through this one. I've been talking nonstop, it feels like, for weeks. So many hits, radio, TV, and podcasts and stuff today. And this is the last one, and I almost don't have anything left. But uh, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped for this one. No therapy session needed for those 49ers fans that were nervous about Mac Jones being the pick. It was all a lie. Mac Jones fell all the way down to 15 to the New England Patriots. As I predicted, if the Niners didn't take him at three, he would have still been on the clock for the Niners at their original 12th spot. You know who almost made it to their 12th spot was Justin Fields, went at pick 11. And this is where we need to nitpick a little bit. We need to get into this because this was not great use of assets. The trade-up was, in my opinion, bad. And I think the NFL draft, the way it it played, and I think the NFL draft, the way it played out, proved that, unless... Trey Lance is that good, and that's that much better than the other quarterback the 49ers were looking at. Kyle Shanahan admitted it was actually Justin Fields and Trey Lance, and it was not Mac Jones that he was looking at as the final two. The The, the Philadelphia Eagles traded up from 12 to 10. The 49ers, that cost a third-round pick. The 49ers could have traded up from 12 to 10 in this draft, utilizing a third-round pick and drafted Justin Fields. So when you're looking at value and you're grading this thing, I I mean that you could have saved yourself two first round picks, right? So Justin Fields and two first round picks or Trey Lance at the end of the day. Give me Justin Fields over Lance anyway. But absolutely give me Justin Fields when you consider how much the 49ers had to pay for Trey Lance. That doesn't mean Trey Lance is going to end up being a bad pick, and I do like Trey Lance and I think the 49ers did a fantastic job in not drafting Mac Jones, but the use of resources, uh, as I've been saying all along, you know, was not great overall. But that's done. the 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 resources are spent. Trey Lance is the 49ers' next quarterback, and the sky's the limit. You have a players who's who's got height, weight, speed, six four, two twenty six. He's got a cannon for an arm. He is. 
tough and physical as a runner at least we'll see how mentally tough he is but it sounds like with his background and what he had to go through just a fight to be able to be a quarterback somewhere couldn't play d1 ball as a quarterback they wanted to play another position so he went to north dakota state to play quarterback and bet on himself and it paid off but one year of production at the one double a level that's the big elephant in the room here and he's got some work to do 28 touchdowns zero interceptions that's all fantastic. But he wasn't as on target, as accurate of a passer on his 318 college pass attempts as his 28 to 0 stat line would make you think in 2019 touchdowns to interceptions 28 to 0. It's amazing. It's a record, right? He did when you watch his games, when you when you watch when you grind that tape you will see a couple balls that bounce off defenders' hands. Like, he could have thrown picks. But that's fine. It doesn't take away with what he did at that level. But he does have some accuracy issues. He will miss some open receivers, too. So that needs to get cleaned up. Did he already clean that up? Is that part of the process that the 49ers wanted to see at the pro day, working with John Beck? He had that year off except for one game in 2020. He might have cleaned all that up. He might have cleaned up that technique and displayed that new technique that he was working on at his pro day Maybe his accuracy issues are going to be that much better already before he steps foot on the field. There could have been some growth for him over the course of that year that he didn't really get to play in 2020 due to COVID. Not his fault. Didn't opt out. They didn't have a season. They played that one game as sort of a glorified scrimmage. Now the now well, there's a few things. Now we find out how good of a coach Kyle Shanahan is. He got his guy. He got his hand-picked guy. Paid a ton to get this one person. This guy who's 6'4", 226, has that cannon of an arm. What excites me and what should excite 49ers fans, it's that marriage of that physical talent and what he's got from the neck up. Everybody who talks about, and we talked about this on Friday with Eric Crocker, and he laid it out very well. Everybody that meets Trey Lance and talks to him, like 100% of the people I've heard, media, evaluators, they're blown away by how smart he is. High character player, works hard, will put the work in. The story about him going through the process of, of finding NFL playbooks in his year off and, and going through his week on a Monday, whatever you'd be doing on a Monday to prepare for an NFL game, whatever you'd be doing on a Tuesday prefer, to prepare for an NFL game, you know, going, on, going through third downs on Wednesdays and just preparing like a professional, acting like a professional at his young age of 20. The first player ever drafted in the NFL that was born in the 2000s. Super young player, super raw player, not a lot of experience. He would be an extreme outlier if he was successful. He would be the first of his kind, essentially. There is, there is no list that has one-year starter, 20 years old coming into the NFL, and that starting experience coming on the 1AA level. There are zero quarterbacks like that in the NFL. There are zero quarterbacks drafted in the first round that have that resume. So the 49ers are going out on a limb here with this pick of Trey Lance. But they're betting on talent, and they're betting on the human being. And I like that. I like that marriage of the talent and somebody who has that drive, has that work ethic. That's the superstar trait, the work ethic, the smarts, the, the drive to be the best, 
to put in work when nobody's looking, that's the superstar trait if you have all the physical ability that Trey Lance has. So that's pretty exciting. And I think 49ers fans should be excited for this. And I think the fact that it is Trey Lance and not Mac Jones probably tells us that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be around. And it buys the 49ers, it buys Kyle Shanahan some time to develop his guy. You shouldn't expect this superstar quarterback right away necessarily. Probably a curve more like Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. He wasn't good until year three. In fact, he was a disaster at some points early in his career. And I think Trey Lance is maybe a little bit more technically sound and a little bit more honed in than just the wild beast that Josh Allen was coming out of Wyoming. So that's very exciting. And I love that there's no therapy session needed here for 49ers fans with Mac Jones. And as a lot of people put it to me on Twitter early in the day, this Aaron Rodgers news broke and the 49ers supposedly made that trade offer and Rodgers wanted to come to the 49ers. And then it was clear when they were on the clock, it wasn't getting done. And fans were thinking, oh my gosh, please don't let this be excited for Justin Fields, then get excited for Trey Lance, then get excited for Aaron Rodgers. Don't let us then all of a sudden end up with Mac Jones at the end of the day. And you didn't. You ended up with a super high ceiling Big-time upside quarterback handpicked by Kyle Shanahan in Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. There's going to be a ton more to come from me on Trey Lance. I'm going to break down every bit of film that I can find, get even deeper on him, who is he as a person, try to bring people on to break him down as well throughout this offseason as we get ready for the 2021 season. I will say this, though. I don't want him to sit all year. I don't want him to have not played more than one game from the end of the 2019 season. December 2019, fast forward over two and a half years to September 2022 before he plays another real football game. No, that, that's not good for his development. He needs to play. He needs to play early. That doesn't mean week one, but I think he's got to play this year. But then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, if Jimmy's playing well and the 49ers are in a playoff push... You throw a rookie in there at the end of the year, that's tough. So this is going to get very interesting how the 49ers handle this and how they develop young Trey Lance. It's going to be exciting, exciting times. A lot of fun, a lot of raw talent for Trey Lance. Let's see how close he can come to scraping his head on that immense ceiling. Real quick, day two of the draft, a lot of really good players for the 49ers upcoming at pick 43. So they're picking 11th here in the second round. I'm just going to run through really quick of my top dozen or so players the 49ers could be looking at. And it's looking really good, actually, with what happened in the first round for the 49ers here on, on day two. I think corner has to be a huge part of this for the 49ers. I think there's three corners that really stand out value-wise that could be there for the 49ers at 43. It's Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. We saw his teammate Eric Stokes go at the end of round one. My guy Crocker even gave the stamp of approval on Tyson Campbell and had him as a top five corner, liked him better than his teammate Eric Stokes who just went. He's got length. He's got athleticism. I think he fits no matter what scheme the 49ers are going to run. He's got that length, 32-inch arms, 6-1. He's got 4-3 speed. Uh, I think he fits that cover three mold and, and the type of corner the 49ers have drafted recently on the outside. If they want to play more man, he's sticky that way too, and he's got some lateral quickness for his length. So I think he fits 
whatever scheme the 49ers want to run. I think he's the type of player the 49ers might be looking for, and he will tackle you as well, which is which is the key. So Tyson Campbell, definitely a name to look out for. Asante Samuel out of Florida State is another one. And then I would say third on that list, and Samuel obviously doesn't have the size necessarily, but he's a baller as well. Uh, then there's uh, Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky, who has all the athletic ability and all the traits to be you know, potentially a first-round pick or potentially a high second-round pick, but it's the off-field stuff that there's some big questions here with Kel- Kelvin Joseph, so that's why he'd be third on this list for me. And he's probably down at 11 or 12 on my list of guys to draft here in the second round. Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia, the edge rusher, perfect fit. If he's there for the 49ers, you know, needs whatever. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, linebacker out of Notre Dame. Teams apparently don't know how they want to use him. I think he was, I thought he was a first-rounder all day, just like Ojolari. Uh, Christian Barmore, there was zero defensive tackles that went in the first round. Christian Barmore out of Alabama is still on the board. Uh, here's a good one. Terrace Marshall from LSU, 6'2 and a half, 205, 210 pounds, can fly 4'3", can get deep on the outside. He can also run after the catch, though. So I think he fits what Kyle Shanahan would like, but also has some size of the 49ers need and, and a threat that can get a little bit vertical for you for their new quarterback in Trey Lance. Like Terrace Marshall, I think there's some injury concerns with him uh, from his combine checkups is why he fell out around one. But I think those four guys really stand out. And I could see, you know, if you're just drafting best player available, I could see him being taken over one of the corners, potentially maybe Tevin Jenkins, the uh, right tackle, maybe guard for the 49ers would be somebody that you look at at 43 if he's still on the board. Someone else that I thought maybe was a first-round player, and he will mash you. Uh, He could play guard early in his career, kick out to tackle if the 49ers decide they don't want to pay Mike McGlinchey. So that's an interesting name to remember as well out of Oklahoma State, uh, Tevin Jenkins. Uh, Trevon Morig, a safety out of TCU, kind of a slot hybrid type of a corner safety player who'd be very interesting for the 49ers. I could see them liking him a lot. Elijah Moore, more of a slot wide receiver, but the, could play outside. Dynamic, great route runner like him out of Ole Miss. Uh, Landon Dickerson from Alabama, tons of injury concerns, which is why he's slipping, and uh, that that's tough because of the injury concerns, but he's healthy. Center guard, think he'd be a first round, late first round, early second round type guy all day. Uh, Dylan Radens, how about getting Trey Lance, his college left tackle? Dylan Radens, another guy that maybe could play some guard and then kick out the tackle in his career. I think Javante Williams is a nice player at running back. Definitely don't think the 49ers should take a running back, but I think he could go in the top few picks and push one of these other players down to the 49ers. And I'll add one more name to this. Uh, Rondale Moore, X-Factor, 5'7", just a super dynamic ball of energy, wide receiver, a pure slot guy, pure gadget type player. Could be a lot of fun. Has some injury history. 5'7", 190, really short. He would be a, a gadgety outlier of a player. I know some people liked him as a first-rounder. He's 4'3 speed. I mean, the, the dude's a freak of nature. Would be super fun. Uh, I don't know how much fun the 49ers want to have there, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if Kyle Shanahan likes Rondale Moore. So those are some names to look for early on day two for the San Francisco 49ers. My special guest, Coming up with me next to talk a little bit more about the 49ers draft in round one. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. 
They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful this Mother's Day. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. DeWink is on fire. I don't buy it. <laughs> Nick Winkler, he does not buy this Mac Jones nonsense, which is exactly what it was, it turns out. Nick Winkler, what are your thoughts, Trey Lance? The newest San Francisco 49er, not even old enough to drink. He's big, he's tall, he's fast, he's smart, and he was the 49ers selection apparently all along, if you if you believe Kyle Shanahan, but he's such a good actor apparently that maybe we shouldn't believe Kyle Shanahan even now. Yeah, I don't know if I buy it, man. Uh, I don't buy anything these days. Uh, I, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not gullible. I don't. I don't think he was their guy all along. I, I don't buy. They it. met with him. Yeah, exactly. I think they <laughs> met with him and they're like, "Oh, this is it." Like he he just he wooed us, and now we are Trey Lance guys, and we're gonna get in. You know, start start a good relationship here going forward. I think it's an amazing move. You got the the huge upside. You still have Jimmy Garoppolo. You sit for a year behind him and just watch him. Hopefully, he doesn't have to play. And if he does, then you know, then then I I like his chances in this offense. And and I mean. When you hear things like he, we think he's the smartest quarterback in this draft. Like then, then that's the guy you yeah. go with. That's no, amazing, and that's sort of what's really important about all this. And you heard all those things about Trey Lance, and and when you go through the whole process, if you look at a guy and you say he's at least got as high, I think right there with Justin Fields, a ceiling and higher than Lawrence if it all clicks. He, right. He's right there with with all these guys. Got a big arm. He's you know big and tall, and and all of those things. And you you just. 100% believe in the human being, super smart, um, work ethic, everything like that. Like, I understand because you marry those two things, that mm-hmm. is, you know, superstar traits right there. So you have to bet on it. But it's still a ballsy move. And yeah. it's not without its, um, I, like, this the risk, thing, man. The I risk mean, huge. huge risk, right? One year of yeah. one double A football. This guy played for North Dakota State. He was right. playing against like Ball State. I like I don't even know. Uh, they're all directional schools, right? <laughs> is there an rectangle e- state? Is like, there an yeah, East Ball it. State because that's what he would be playing? Like he so yeah. His t- it nervous. was like it was the D two version of or D one double A version of Alabama, right? They're just better than everybody, and right. even when you see him run. It looks a certain way against those guys. It's not going to be like that in the NFL. Like he's not going to take off and run and truck dudes. He needs to stop with that first of all and start sliding and things like that. But he is big and strong and fast, and that's all fine. And the physical abilities absolutely translate. But the question, the big question in all this becomes: When do you play him? And yeah. at this point, Jimmy Garoppolo is still around. I don't see a trade partner for Jimmy G. By the way, like he's going to stick. And I think, I think Jimmy with Trey Lance just is is the you know that's always been the ones like well. If they draft Trey Lance, you got to keep Jimmy around because all of those things we just said, he's had 318 career pass attempts at one double A. But here's the thing for me is I don't want him to sit. What about you? Like, I don't want him to sit the whole season, I mean. But it's you can't be in the middle of a playoff run and be like, oh, now we're going to – it would be like the Kaepernick-Alex Smith thing, right? right? 
you can't just in the middle of a playoff run, unless Jimmy's hurt, just throw him in there. And if that's what happens and he looks great, then Jimmy's never going to get his job back, right? But he also needs to play because if he doesn't play until September of 2022, then he will have had that one weird scrimmage game in 2020 that was kind of not a real game, even though it was kind of a real game. And he right. looked great in that game anyway. It was the only game that North Dakota State played in 2020. That will mean it was over two and a half years between December of 2019 when he finished his only college football season to September of 2022 uh, you can't sit a guy that long he needs to play the one thing that's missing for him is reps so sitting him is what everyone says oh you sit him for a year it's fine it's like no he can't continue to sit he needs to play so you said how do you like how do you do that because you said it. you're trying to win now and you have Jimmy Garoppolo who's going to be better in week 1 like Trey Lance yeah. isn't if Trey Lance is better than Jimmy G in, in week 1 the 49ers hit a home run with this pick though first of all right. right so that would be a great sign in fact but um when do you play him that's going to be the very difficult part in all this and you know fans are going to lose their minds the moment Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't see a linebacker on the backside of a play and throws a pick or you know gets deemed up a little bit People are going to freak out, and you they're going to want though, him in dude. there. You said it. The, Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy. I mean, it, it, he's shown it year in and year out. There's been one year in his career where he stayed healthy, and so it's just not going to happen. Like, I'd love for it to happen. The, the year he stayed healthy, the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. You know, he's a great quarterback when he's healthy, but that's his big issue is he can't stay healthy. So there's going to be a time when he doesn't see a linebacker that hits him from behind, you know, and all of a sudden yeah. he's down, rolls up on his ankle, Trey Lance comes trotting out into the field. And like you said, if he comes out there and he shows like, wow, I can get this thing done. I have the upside. Check this out. I understand the offense. I've got the strong arm. I can read a defense. I can check down. I can go to my second, third read. You may not see Jimmy Garoppolo again. So I think it's just going to happen on its own. I really do. And if they're in the middle, but, but that being said, if you're, you know, six and oh, eight and two, you know, and you're going down the stretch and Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy and he's rolling. You you maybe can bring him in if it's a blowout or something, or maybe you work in a couple of packages here and there where the guy can come in and actually see the speed of an NFL defense. But I just if if Jimmy's healthy and they're winning, Trey Lance is rarely going to see the field. Yeah, it's hard to put him in there. It could yeah. here's one avenue though. Could you put him on the field at the same time as Garoppolo, kind of like Sean Payton and the Saints had done mm-hmm. with Taysom Hill? And maybe put him on the field and just have fun with it. At least, you know, at least let him see what that speed is in a real NFL game a little bit his rookie year. Because I, it's so important to the long-term future of the 49ers to develop him correctly. And sitting him for an entire year doesn't make sense to me for that development path. But you can't throw a rookie in in the middle of a playoff run if he's not ready either. So that this it's right. going to get hairy. And, and th- this is why these guys... Remember when they first made this trade? The, the first podcast, it was like... The balls on these guys, right? <laughs> the hubris. The hubris <laughs> that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and the entire organization showed. It, it continues still because we there is a track record of zero players who are 20 years old that played only one season of right. one double-A ball and were drafted, period, let alone in the top three of the draft and have succeeded in the NFL. So this is an all-timer. Like, this is... Yeah. This is still crazy, even though it's not Mac Jones, and I think a lot of people are happy. And look, for me, it was like Justin Fields was my number one, but Trey Lance was not far behind him as number two, and it was a massive gap to Mac Jones. So I think they made the right pick not selecting Mac Jones, and I made a little money on that, by the way, a little plus 450 action on on uh, Trey Lance, by the way, a couple of, of weeks ago. 
Nice. But that doesn't <laughs> – I don't even know where I was going with this. But, like, it's crazy. It's crazy, right? There's no track record for this. It. You what? It. It's crazy. There you is no track record for right. the resume that Trey Lance has currently of success in the NFL. You gave up three first-round picks to move up to a guy who essentially played D2 school one season of it. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. But I love it because it's crazy because it's so out of the norm for what the 49ers have always done. And the fact that they didn't say Mac Jones is what really gets me excited about this. It's like so much It's so much yeah. more fun than Mac Jones because you have time, too. Because he's yeah. not supposed to look amazing. If he goes out there and kind of doesn't know what he's doing in his first sure. preseason game, it's like, dude, he's kind of years away, probably. We saw what happened with right. Josh Allen. He was a mess in college. Crazy talent. Mm-hmm. A mess when he started in the NFL. Still displayed crazy talent, though. And it took until his third season. And so that's probably what you should expect with Trey Lance and how he looks as his first year. Maybe even Jimmy Garoppolo comes back in 2022. I don't know. Um but, but but how I see it is that Jimmy's going to scheme for this guy. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a package or two early on in the season, too. Just get him out there, some short, quick passes, something to kind of get the feel, to, to learn the offense just a little bit, see how fast the defense is, but get the ball out of his hands quickly mm-hmm. to a safe spot, to something where it's not going to be across the middle, you know, and there could be linebackers, he's got to read it. No, it's going to be, even if he just hands the ball off, just to be on the field to see – What's happening out there? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna see Trey Lance. It's gonna happen. He's gonna be out there. You gotta get the kid in there. You gave up too much to not get him prepared for what he needs. He's not gonna start day one. It's just not gonna happen. I, I, I would be more blown away if he starts day one than I would have been if the 49ers had taken Mac Jones. Like, yeah, no, yeah, sure same, same here, same here. And more on that subject, why Trey Lance might even be a little bit further along than it seems like he should be at this point in his football career. We'll finish it up, talk about the first round happenings with my special guest, Nick Winkler, next. Is it tough to wait between every single pick? Ten minutes, you're on the clock, you're like, come on, Jaguars, make the pick. Everyone knows who you're taking. Uh, You need a little snack to get you through the NFL draft, the marathon that is seven rounds of an NFL draft, especially Friday and Saturday on day twos and day threes of this thing. Well, grab yourself a Build Bar, get some protein, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, low carb snack that will definitely tide you over and taste great at the same time 130 calories in the cookies and cream flavor 17 grams of protein only four grams of sugar it is fantastic bars are covered in this is the best part 100 chocolate not a brown colored flavored chocolate weird coating it's legit chocolate so get some yourself at 15 percent off with promo code locked 15 that's locked 15 for 15% off your next box of built bars at builtbar.com. When it comes to Trey Lance's development curve in the NFL, he might be further along than what his resume says just because of yeah. how, you know, he's working with pro it's possible. coaches. Sure. And he's working with John Beck, right? And John Beck works with the current 49ers quarterbacks, right? And so yeah. I think just players these days play more football and go through all these camps and and work with professional position coaches for so long, and he played in an offense that maybe looks enough like what Kyle Shanahan does and has some practice at least spitting out plays 
in the huddle and, and playing from under center that it just will give him a little bit of a an understanding of how to jump in on day one and at least take a snap and, and take a drop and, and call out a play and some things that right. might be tough for some rookies that come from a spread system in college and, and never have to do that. They look at the sideline and clap their hands and the play's off, right? So he's at least done some of those things and set protections. And it's clear watching him it was the first thing I thought when I saw him was like, okay, he's only 19 because he was they put a lot on him in his yeah. college offense, in his D1 AA college offense they put a lot on him and and so that was pretty clear and he was able to handle that at least and we've seen players translate at least from that offense to the NFL so that's a good sign there and maybe he is closer than we know to being ready to play and he's probably developed more in that year off that we don't know like because there were some accuracy issues maybe he's fixed his release and his footwork and maybe that was the final check mark for the 49ers of seeing him at his pro day and seeing the things that he actually fixed and saying like okay you were you you missed a lot of throws in college because of blank let's see how much that's changed since uh 2019 when we were watching you on tape what that looked like then let's see what it worked like now with that that year off and all of the work you've done pre-draft and we saw your pro day now let's see how those mechanics look and see how accurate you are. It's like, okay, look, you've worked on it hard and you fix this and you fix that and you work with John Beck and now we can see all of this and, and see you do the footwork that we've seen in our offense. So I'm sure that was part of what they saw in the pro day to help them check off that last box with him and see that he's actually done some development actually from the raw player that we saw in 2019. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I like it. Like, I love it when you when you really stand back and look at the pick. I was also expecting them to say Justin Fields. I really was. I thought, like, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, Trey Lance. All right. Okay, this is exciting because of the upside. And because Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. He can win in this league. He's proven it 13-3 and three and a trip to the Super Bowl. You you're, you got a good quarterback. And you went out and you got a great young talent that's behind your good quarterback to learn, to learn under. I mean, Patrick Mahomes – it's a bit of a different situation. Obviously, he came out of Texas Tech, you know, but he sat essentially his whole rookie season. What did he start week seventeen or something? And the, and then and then he came in the next season and was ready to go. So that that's kind of what you gotta that that's the kind of model you would love to have, obviously. But you also got to think of it like this: like Jimmy can't stay healthy. I'm gonna say that over and over. And the NFL added an extra game this year. Like you're talking about, there's 17 games now. I mean, like Jimmy could make 16, but 17. Yeah, come 17 on. is just asking too much. I mean, come on. That's actually, I love the theory of that, though. So what about like, okay, look, you first day of training camp. Hey, Jimmy, you're number one on the depth chart right now. Trey, you're number two. But game 17, that's Trey's. That's Trey's. Have Doesn't that plan from day one. Right. Doesn't matter. It, it, even if we're, it's, the, it's a must win, it, it's going to be Trey's. He's going to come get it. We got to go with the Patrick Mahomes uh, model. That's it. You know who's the big loser of the entire NFL draft, though? Who? Andy Dalton. He'll probably still start week one. Come on. He's got much less of a chance of starting week one than Jimmy Garoppolo does. I'll, that was a great I'll, I'll move by way. the Bears. Love that trade up. I don't I so full disclosure, pick fifteen just finally happened now that we're on the air. We're recording this uh, as the draft's still going. The rest of this podcast that's just me is is after the draft. So I have some knowledge of everything that happened. But Mac Jones slipped all the way down to fifteen. Are you shocked? Patriots. Are you shocked by this development, Nick? Because I'm I'm not. shocked that he went that high. No, no. <laughs> It makes sense. I knew you know, as soon went, as as soon as he did, didn't get selected by the Niners, he was going to slide. And yeah, I knew he, was, he would too. He yeah. was QB. I, he was QB five, and he went to the Patriots at fifteen after the Bears traded up. And I don't know what the trade was, but also surprising. The like Dave Gettleman, GM of the Giants, does not trade down. So it must be a big yeah. package. And I haven't seen what the package is yet for 
the Bears to go up from 20 to 11. But I love that move for Chicago. How about your boy Ryan Covey getting himself a franchise quarterback, Chicago Bears fan? Yeah, as soon as the, the, you know, the trade went in, I texted him. I'm like, it's for Fields, right? It's for Fields. And I knew he was nervous because he didn't text back. Like, he was he had probably to wait, just, right. yeah, he's probably pacing around his room. And then the second it came in, he's like, I'm so excited. <laughs> like, well, yeah, because the Bears haven't had a good quarterback in 25, 30 years. Like, yeah, I'm excited for you too, buddy. I, there were a lot of great moves too early on. I mean, I, I liked what Dallas did too. Like, the, the quick little trade back two spots oh, against no, a third rounder. But uh, Dallas got screwed because those two corners got sniped right in front of them. You know, so that, you I think know they that's were, what they were going for. They huh? were scrambling. Probably they're like, oh, we've. The whole time they probably thought we're golden. We're gonna sit back. Oh, Either this. we love Horn, we love Sertan. One of them is gonna be there. Boom, boom, eight, nine. They probably didn't see that coming at pick eight with uh, with Joe with uh, Joe Horn's kid, um, JC Horn going there at at pick number eight. So I think they actually got screwed in all of that, and they ended up trading back because they're like, well, that was option A. Uh, what do we do now? Well, let's trade back a little bit, and uh, right. And they ended up with uh, Micah Parsons, the linebacker. Who is a, one hell of an athlete, so I wouldn't oh, be a, too upset. He's a freak of nature. He, the one thing that's with Micah Parsons is he doesn't cover that well mm. for how much of an athlete he is. So he's going to have to develop that trait in the NFL because right now he's much more of a throwback player. Like, he would have been a top-five pick 15 years ago, right? Like, LeVar right. Arrington, he's just like a monster. He's 6'2". Just go get him, hit him. Yeah. Fly, just go hit running backs. But he doesn't work as well going backwards. So that's something he's going to have to develop, I think, which is why he wasn't a top-ten pick. I'm just so excited that it wasn't Mac Jones at three. Like, I knew it deep down, obviously. I never bought into it. But there was still that fear inside that's just like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, they're going to blow this. They're going to blow it. So I'm just so, so excited. Yeah, I think 49ers fans should be excited, and, and it's going to be a long-term thing. So can kind of relax. You don't have to – he's not a quarterback that has to look amazing early like Mac mm-hmm. Jones would have, I think. I think he's going right. to have some leeway, and he has like Zach Wilson will have to. I think he will. Like Trevor Lawrence and look, will going have to. from going from BYU to New York to Big that market, that, that's going to be. I a was jump. watching his film, and he's a lot of like one legged jump throws and like on his back foot. Oh it's yeah, like, that's oh. not going to cut it. It's in the NFL. fun to watch, but you've got to play some in structure, right? Because right, a lot of people right. see that and they go, "Oh, Patrick Mahomes," and it's like, well. He's not quite Patrick Mahomes arm talent wise, and you still do have to play some in structure. So it can't be all backyard football and fun. And things were easy for him. Talk about the schedule, like uh, the teams he played against. I don't, I don't think North Dakota State played much of a more difficult schedule than BYU <laughs> did. <laughs> that good move by the Jets too, though trading up a little bit later, getting him a tackle too to protect him. Like that Jumped right great. in front of the Patriots, their division yeah. rival. I wonder if they were expecting the Patriots to draft Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard, because they lost Joe Tooney in free agency. That must have right, been right. that move, right? Uh, well, I don't. We, were the Jets after? So the New Jets England were or? at twenty three. They jumped right in front of the Patriots. That's a big move, though. They went up to fourteen. Like, twenty three to fourteen jump. for a guard. You don't see yeah. that. Yeah. But right, hey, right. You got to protect that young quarterback because he's going to see a you lot really more pressure do. in the NFL. So that makes sense, <laughs> especially I, in New York. Because you know. I thought for sure I would have put money on the Jets drafting a defensive end in in the first round. No, they got to protect their new guy. But they you know go what? Robert their... Saul is not making the picks. It's Joe Douglas's show over there. The yeah, head the head coach is not in charge with the Jets like he is with the 49ers. <laughs> nice. All right, good stuff, Nick. Yeah, buddy. Thanks Pleasure. for thanks for jumping on with me. Yeah, I didn't buy it. Never going to buy it. You know what you said, though, when the pick happened, I bet? Wow. Actually, it was more of like a, yeah, like when I got the 818 right. Or 808, 810, whatever it was. Nicholas. Yeah. 801. 801. Actual retail price. Oh, 810. Nicholas. That was it. That was it. 
spot on. I don't buy it. <laughs> Good uh, stuff, buddy. Fantastic. Good stuff, and uh, thanks for jumping on, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Be back tomorrow, I guess. I'm just going to podcast every day. I've been on every radio show and TV show locally, and it's like, I'm surprised Take my a break. voice still works, but we, we got to keep the content coming. NFL draft time is too important, so I'll break down day two tomorrow. Bonus pod. I don't know if it'll be a full-length pod or, or what we're going to be doing, but um, got to keep that action coming and break down day three, probably Monday, and of course, another Winky Wednesday next week. We'll talk about the entire draft and what we saw over the whole weekend, Nick. Yeah, can't, can't wait. If can't we, wait. If we are still alive beyond Sunday. Yeah, we can't promise it. All right. Talk to you then right here. Locked on 49ers. See ya. Can't believe it.